So what's up, everyone, and welcome to the first Freedom Foods Farm podcast. We got Daniel and Rachel Rizza here from the Daniel Rizza YouTube channel, and uh, we're going to tell them, uh, we're going to get you guys to know them and see what they're doing and see what they're up to and see what they're all about. Sound good? Sounds good. So what part of the world are you guys from? Uh, we live in the central... Um, Central. This is an easy question. <laughs> the Mid-Atlantic region. That's what I was trying to say. We're in Maryland. We're, We're in Maryland. Maryland. Okay. So there's an eastern part, a central part, and a western part. We're like on the west part of the central part. We like to think that we're Western Maryland, but we're still more central. <laughs> okay. So the weather there's pretty, you know, it's it's uh, kind of similar to you know North Carolina, the South more than <clears> you know. You guys don't get too too much snow, do you? Yeah, it's a similar climate to the like Smoky Mountains, mountains of North okay. Carolina. You know, that zone's kind of the same as where we are up here. So you guys got a, is it a farm, homestead, ranch? What do you guys call it there? Uh, we have a homestead. Sometimes I call it a farm. It's not a farm. Know, <laughs> but it's, a, it's less than an acre and a half. Um, oh, it's, wow. it's in a rural area. We've got houses around us, you know, but there's no HOA or anything like that. So that's good. We got rid of our rooster because neighbor didn't like him, you know, so. So what animals <laughs> do you guys people. have there? We have, oh, currently then i can tell you what we have i don't know how many we have <laughs> we have um layers we have chicks that we recently hatched mm -hmm. that will add to our flock um and they are probably about five weeks old five to six weeks old. um we have three pigs um and we also have six turkeys that we just got we're wow. doing turkeys for the very first time so cool. yeah all and in less than an acre and a half yeah, we yeah. we um and we also do meat birds, but we're done with that for the year. So yeah, we raised thirty-five ish. Yeah, ended up with twenty-nine. Oh, that's a pretty good ratio. <clears throat> so you guys, uh, what made you guys go down this road? Did you grow up doing this, or was this something that you guys just you know wanted to do, or what's your guys' backstory? I grew most, up having chickens. Most people think that we're crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I grew up having chickens for eggs. Um, as a kid, but we weren't like a farm family or anything like that. Rachel had no animals. But you also grew up with a garden. Your oh yeah, we grew up with a garden. garden. My dad was a big gardener. Yeah. I, my memories of as a kid is, you know, working the garden and not wanting to. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have any of that, but um, yeah, I mean, we, I don't even know, people ask that question, how did it start? And it wasn't really necessarily one thing for us um it was kind of just maybe a slow progression that we started doing one thing and then that led to another and led to another you know just like people say oh i'll just get a couple chickens you know and then it, then it leads to something else but um you know i've always you know considered myself a pretty healthy person and thought oh i'm doing all these things that are super healthy for my body and um he he follows Jocko Willink. I don't know if you guys know who he is. You Jocko Jocko Willink, yeah, uh, military guy, right? Yeah, yeah his cool, podcasts right? are pretty brutal and, and honest. But he also has a um, he's got several books, but he has one that's more like a coffee table type book, and you know different sections for things. But one section in the coffee table book said something like, "Eat this, don't eat this," and yeah. and that kind of got our wheels spinning because there were things on that list of eat Never this eat, yeah. or don't eat and those are things that we were eating and we're like wait a minute so this guy super in shape you know really tough guy and if he's saying that this is good advice for food then maybe we should kind of look into this and you know our first reaction was like well i don't want to do that because that that's hard to do right it's yeah. hard to change 
um, how you eat and what you're doing. And especially because I thought, hey, you know, I had a turkey sandwich for lunch and I have some iced tea and I think that I'm, then I'm re being really healthy because that's what I was told, you know, was something good to do. So, um, so that, that was, I think, kind of the first trigger for us that really sparked in our minds some changes with our food. Yeah, I, so, I think we might have already had egg layer chickens at that point because we've had yeah. them for about three years now. That was, that was kind of like an easy thing for us to do. Our neighbors just got some chickens and I'm like, hey, we should get chickens. And so we kind of yeah. convinced Rachel to get some chickens with us. And, and then we had layers. And then I found the book. The book. I was doing jujitsu, so I was, I was getting more in shape. And then I came across Justin Rhodes somehow. Uh, we already had layers and we found Justin Rhodes and he started really opening up my eyes to the different things that we could do right. farming wise. I never thought in a million years we'd be able to, you know, kill chickens and raise pigs here in an acre and a half, you know, right. but um, he showed us some of the things we could do and gave us the, 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 the confidence to do so, you know, by seeing him do it, I'm like, Hey, we could do that too. You know, and then we, we also started going down the road of, of buying all that organic meat and stuff and raising it the way we wanted, or we couldn't find it fed soy free on the market, even at the farmer's markets, you know, so the only way that we could get it is if we did it ourselves. Right. So, yeah, I think it was kind of one of those things where everything happens for a reason, like one thing happened and then something else happened, right? So you had found Justin Rhodes channel, I think, because when you were building the chicken coop or whatever, you had some questions about that. So you started following him. And at that point in time, I wasn't really following, but I was doing a lot of reading. And so yeah. I read all these books and once I, once we had that coffee table book to kind of go off of, I just went down that list rabbit off, hole. List off some so, of the books you read. That's so that's real. what um, I grabbed. The, the first one that I read, um, which is funny because we had this book on our bookshelf for a while. For a while. <laughs> Someone had given it to Daniel to read years ago and he never picked it up. And then I kind of thumbed through it. So I'm sure you guys are familiar with, can you see this book, Michael Pollan? Oh yeah. In defense of food. So this was kind of my first really deep dive in, or maybe now I might not consider it a deep dive, but at the time it was. Um, and you guys know if you're familiar with Food Inc., right? So Michael Pollan is, um, I'm sorry, not, not Food Inc., The Omnivore's Dilemma. Joel Salatin is in that book too. Anyway, so I read this book in defense of food and it was kind of eye-opening because I'm like, these, these are things that should be kind of like no-brainers, right? Like his list of things in this book are like, um, if there's more than five ingredients in something, we probably shouldn't be putting it in our bodies. Um, if you can't pronounce it, you probably shouldn't be putting it in your body. <laughs> That's and, right, um, and then if it's something that your grandma wouldn't recognize, like Gogurt, and she'd be like, what's that? Then you probably shouldn't be putting it in your body. So I, I read this book and I just loved it. And you know, he probably got tired of me being like, we need to pay attention to this, right? So I'm, I'm ever so grateful. And we talk about this all the time that we're both on the same journey together, because I can't imagine reading this, being so passionate about it, and my partner not wanting to like, learn and do those things with me, you know, that would just be really hard. If I like, I have this information of things that I should and shouldn't put in my body. And I want to tell everybody about it because if I went for so long not knowing it, there have to be other people that don't know it too, right? So I'm just thankful that we both want to be, like, it's never ending, right? So I read this and then that led to another book and another book and another book. And I feel like you're constantly learning, right? I can never know all of the information. And, you know, there's debates about, you know, what, what diets are the best or whatever. But 
bottom line, I feel like this is a great place to start for people. Um, and this led me to another one that was recommended by a friend called Real Food. It's by Nina Plank. Um, same kind of principles, but she dug a little bit deeper, more into, you know, every chapter was, it was called real food. So every chapter was real something. So real fats, real meat, you know, real dairy. This is what real food is. And so that was also really eye-opening and, and kind of um, helped us to, to make a lot of changes, but also... Um, those changes in our diet, again, led to more of the homestead kind of thing because, yeah, yeah I guess. So like, I, so last year was our first year with pigs. And the year before that, I was like, hey, babe, we should get some pigs, you know? And she's like, you're crazy. We're not getting pigs right. here, you know? So no, like, I don't we were kind of like, that. Well, I, I, I thought, <sighs> go ahead, you finish. You, you, <laughs> you, you, she put the brakes on some of the things that I would push for. And I would put the brakes on, on her for some of the things she might be pushing for with, with the diet issues, you know? But it was kind of good in a way because, you know, maybe I wasn't, we weren't ready for pigs that first year that I'm like, hey, let's do meat, birds, and pigs right now. Yeah. You know, right. And, and yeah. It, we worked our way up to it. So now we have three pigs out there and, you know, next year, hopefully we'll do 10 somewhere else, you know. So our, your, our land, you your know. first, so you guys had the layered, layered chickens. What was your next animal that you added? Meat birds, meat right? Birds. Yeah. Meat yeah. Birds. Because we, so... It's so hard to think about how, how everything kind of happened. So um, we had the layers and then we started, um, we, started we, joined, I, yeah. we joined the CSA, right? So we joined the CSA, we got to know our local farmer. And, um, and, and I, I remember vividly having a conversation with um, a girlfriend at the gym and because she was starting to do some of these things at home and she mentioned the name Joel Salatin and I said, well, who's that? Right. And she's like, uh -oh. how, <laughs> how do you not know who Joel Salatin is? Right. And so from that moment, right. So, you know, she was kind of name dropping, like, check out Joel Salatin, check out the Elliot Homestead, check out this, like, as we were talking about potentially doing these meat birds. Right. And so that opened up a whole array of things right so so you know we were going to we were going to farmers markets and um okay a, a bird from the farmers market raised the way that we want it to be raised now cost 25 dollars. that's a lot of money for a bird right so well if they can do it yeah, we can raise it for 15 why bucks can't we do it right so yeah so we 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 raised our we did 70 something chickens that first year we did two rounds because we don't have a whole lot of land right so you can put 75 chickens in one tractor i see right you got a big field there we don't have the big field so we had to spread them out and so we did two butcher days last year and we had friends over and we filled our freezer in fact we just finished up those birds a couple weeks ago our last wow. one the last year but also we had all we also know someone who does their own chickens so before we got ours he went and helped with the butchering process to be hands-on with that so that when we got ours he was prepared for that yeah. so it wasn't like you know, we just learned from watching it on YouTube, right? We learned yeah, by, he learned from someone and then was able to pass that on. And then since then, this past year, it was only our second year doing it. We then had friends come and learn from us, right? And yeah, we, yeah, don't, cool. we don't know everything, right? But we know something, right? We can teach you <clears> something. <throat> and so they now will next year try to do meat birds themselves yeah, as yeah. well. That, so that, it's, really, cool. it's really exciting, you know? Wow. So, so you guys had the meat birds for one year and then you guys decided to jump in and do pigs. Yeah. So. I think we got that the same summer because, um, no. I don't, no, 
We didn't? No. Yes, we did. We did? We had pigs last year and meat birds for the first time. Okay. Then we did. <laughs> yeah, because we, we got we, we got the meat birds like in March, you know, when Do the you end know of March, yourself at cold. all? Yeah. This is Daniel Rizzo. I'm all out. We do nothing or all the things. <laughs> so we did it. Yeah, I don't. And I, I also will say this, that before I started reading these things, you know, um, I remember him mentioning something about wanting to get a pig, right? And I thought to myself, why can't we just go to the grocery store and buy meat like normal people, right? And now I'm like, I don't want to be like the anywhere near people. a grocery I, store. <laughs> I don't want to buy anything from a grocery store, you know. So um, I'm thankful that, like he said, we kind of tried to push each other with things, but it was kind of a good balance because I don't know that we would have been ready for that at that time, and um, mentally or physically prepared for that. So. so tell me, you guys, about your experience with pigs because I've I've never done that. I've, I've only seen it on you know youtube or on books and stuff what's it like having a pig they say pigs are easier than cows although we don't have cows yet so um it really depends on the breed we've we've done we've done it twice and each time it's been a slightly different breed they both had berkshire mix but this year's got a poland china last year it was a yorkshire with it and the poland china burke mix are they're real calm real docile they really respect electric fence easily. We've had no pigs get out. Last year we had oh. the big, we had the pigs get out a couple of times, which is quite frustrating. Um, so the the only thing that could be an issue is when you go in there and they're kind of big. They're two hundred plus pounds in the morning when they're hungry. Mm -hmm. They're pretty, you know, they're pretty rough with around you. a little you bit. Know? Yeah. So like if you're a tiny little person or or if you had like six or seven pigs, that might really be right. difficult to walk to their food pan. But you know? generally speaking. You give them food and they eat it and they grow big and then that's it right yeah you <laughs> like load yeah. them up into the trailer take them away or They're kill them yourself easy, you know yes yeah, so that's one thing we did we took our we had three pigs last year we sold one and a half to friends and we kept one and a half they all went to the butcher last year because it was our first year this year mm -hmm. since i found another friend of ours who does pig butchering on his own property i last last winter i went to go help him kill a couple of pigs and he offered to come help us kill a pig here on the farm so this winter you know we have three pigs out there two of them we're going to send to slaughter because we sold them to friends but one we're going to kill here and so i'm pretty excited about that i think rachel is too. i'm a little intimidated by it honestly um but yeah i don't know i think like anything else if you would have told me two years ago that we'd we'd be like we supply all of our own chicken mm -hmm. all of our pork down there is from us yeah and if you would have told me that two years ago i would have literally laughed in your face you know <laughs> But now, before it was almost comical, you know, but now it's, I'm really proud of that. And, and I, we wouldn't, it wouldn't have been possible without him, to be honest. Like, I mean, I'm really proud of him and what, what he's done, you know, but I don't think we would have been able to do it without one another. Yeah, I couldn't you know? do it without your support either, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, we're we're, we're yeah. we bought half a cow, but everything else in the basement yeah. is our yeah. is our meat that we grew here. Wow. Yeah, we're so we're all, we're like out of pork now, and we're kind of bummed out. We got to wait till like you know another <laughs> month or so till we get bacon again. Yeah. But you know, I'd rather wait than go to the store and buy it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's our, it's our bacon. So, are you guys selling pigs? Is it is it a business that we, you guys are going to turn into or grow I, or? I would love to. I would love to do some more farming business. You know, I'm not a huge fan of the work that I do right now. I'd love to you know be more. What do you people, do right now? I'm a training consultant. 
you know, I work for, I've worked from home since 2014. I travel for work to client sites, but um, you know, I'm not traveling right now because of all the whatever going on. But um, I'd much rather be home <laughs> and, and work on you know work with animals and do, do something a little different. You know, if you but, were to do the do it as a bigger business, would you incorporate more meat birds or just strictly pigs or how would you do it? I don't really know. It would be, it would be on the animal side of things because mm -hmm. you know, that's a, we've tried growing plants. We've had our most successful growing well, season this year with Rachel, but we're still having a hard time. We with also, we live on a wooded lot. We have mm -hmm. a lot of shade and um, it's hard to grow things. Like yeah. I wouldn't even say we have a garden. I have a lot of grow boxes. I tried on the deck, but it's, it's, you know, we're torn because do we let the chickens free range? Cause that's what we want to do. But then they come up and, you know, they've eaten all the Brussels sprouts I planted out there and all my kale. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess they're turning them into eggs for, for us, but, um, I like to see them out, right? Like, you know, Joel says the chickenness of a chicken, it's really fun to just watch them and see what they do. You know, we read all, we re we've read most of Joel Salzman's books, not yeah. all of them yet. Um, Rachel hasn't read the, you can farm and the successful farm business books yet. So I read those and I'm interested in those. I, and I read the other ones and then yeah. tell him about it. And he reads the business <laughs> side of it. I just like the animal side of it. You know, and, and I try, I'm trying to follow Joel's philosophy. One of his philosophies is like, you know, don't go by the farm, you know, be smart about it and work your way in. And I, you know, that's how I'm doing this now. Like last year we sold some pigs that we basically got, we made a little bit of profit, you know, Cool. We didn't cash flow. Well, I guess we did cash flow. We just took that cash and put it into our pig for but us. But that's not know? the main reason why we sold them. Right. Like we made, cho we made choices to sell them because, um, we said, okay, well, you don't want to get one because it's nice for them to have a buddy, right? A pig, a pig can be by itself, but it's nice for them to have a buddy. Right. And so we did the math and it was cheaper to buy a ton of food. Right. So you can't have, a, we didn't want a ton of, we didn't need a ton of food for just two pigs. So we got three pigs and that was more, cost-effective for us to get a third one and, and find a seller or I'm sorry, a buyer for that, um, to do it that way. So, you know, I, I put a video together last year about how much money we made with the pigs. And, uh, in that video, I broke down like, well, we made like 250 bucks by selling two pigs, you know, but if we had 10 pigs, we would have made, you know, a thousand dollars or whatever the price was. I, you know, I broke it down. So to me, I see, I see the potential there. And so it, it excites me because, you know, that's a possibility of, of some sort of revenue income stream, you know, I don't, I don't see myself as being a pig farmer per se, but you know, maybe if we did venture off, and, some, nice. yeah, you know, having a, a several different enterprises, which is kind of how Joel talks about it, you know, like figure out something, make it profitable and then start working on something else, you know, and, and okay. you know, scale up as you can, as you, as you see fit. And so right now we're scaling with three pigs, two, two years so far we've been successful with three pigs, you know, maybe next year we can be successful with six. Maybe we'll see. There you go. That's a, that's a good start, man. Well, and that way, if we ever do end up on another on a larger property or something, then we'll have the experience, you know, of of, of small scale before we move it on. So one of the main things, this is last question before we uh, we cut it here, but one of the main things that people are afraid of is you know the time commitment that you have to dedicate to the animals, how to raise them, and everything. So do me a favor, can you guys take me through your like your your day, about how much you actually spend time with the animals, how much they actually need you. And see, you know, see if it's something that will in intimidate somebody, some, something that will keep them away. Like, for example, I'm not going to get a milk cow. It's too much work. There's no way that I'm doing that. So th that's, the, I saw that from Justin Rhodes. And there's just no way that I want to do that. So t take me through your guys's, you know, your, at least your morning, your, your morning chores that you do with the animals to see if that's something that people can think that they can handle. 
Can we go through a day that would have been a month ago because then I was helping? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a teacher and this virtual teaching stuff is consuming like every waking moment of my time. Oh. So Daniel has been doing the chores by himself in the morning, but um Yeah, rewind a month ago yeah. when you had so the, the, the chickens and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean if it's it's the busiest in the summer. So that's one right. one of the one of the reasons why I look forward to the fall is because the chore load Right. decreases you know the pigs go away the meat birds are gone right but we have said if he wasn't working from home then this would be i wouldn't use the word impossible it would be much more difficult it would be more difficult um, if you left so house every day. for the meat birds right um we got them like right when i was done with school right so then it was easier for me to be hands-on because the meat birds are here for eight weeks but it's pretty hands-on for eight high intensity yeah um so they need food all the time so you know let's take out the first couple weeks when they're in the brooder because it's less maintenance when they're in the brooder but once they're outside it's you know we're going out and refilling their food multiple times a day because we found that they don't like it if it sits for a long time so if you put a lot for us at least what we were feeding them if it if a lot sat in there then they were just going to leave it so if we do a little bit then we'll eat it all and put a little bit more because they didn't really do the grazing thing. So, yeah, you know, and- we would, so, so he said a day of, of chores. So let's say meat birds were here. We would go out in the morning. Um, what time do you get out there at, you know, six, yeah. right. seven, Toss, eight o'clock? No, seven, seven thirty. sometimes yeah. not okay. too early. Um, you know, I, I will go take care of the layers, toss some food. I mean, they're pretty, pretty self-sustainable, right? Um, depends on how many you have. So one of us would toss the food for the layers, make sure they have water, and then... Uh, one of us would walk over to feed the pigs. I got a bucket of food. I, we prepare the food out usually the night before, so it's mm-hmm. in buckets. Um, There's always food ready to go, right? Yeah. So anytime we're done, you know, the buckets are kind of... One of us will refill them and put them back in their place. So, so when you go to do it, you're never having to go do that. It's always there. Um, and then... And then the feed goes down for the, for the meat birds. So if you're not doing any moving... Right. You know, it's then real, the, the the chore load is pretty simple. Thirty minutes, maybe. Not even. Not, not even. even. I did. I did a morning. I did a morning chore video, right. and I came back in. I'm like, that was eight minutes of recording right. time, guys. But that was together, you know. and with me watering, like giving, putting water in all the grow boxes and watering the little garden. Yeah, when there was watering, that took a little more time. Um, so, do you then, think with if you had to do a move that day, you could do everything under an hour? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, not if I was moving pigs and chickens. But if I was moving just one animal, just definitely. Yeah, well, definitely because he found, or he found, and I agree, it was easier. Um, so last year, the first year we did meat birds, we would move them in the morning. So we would um, put, we would wait to feed them, put the food down so they'd go where we wanted to be because they they'd go towards the food and then move the fence around them. But we found it actually worked better at night because then they're kind of like, nestling down and you know easier to easier to like move around right so yeah because we did in the morning we put the food down they go to the food but not always you know someone would wander off and you'd have to go get them right but in the in the nighttime when they're ready to go to sleep they kind of just hunker down and they'll let you pick them up and it's real easy so that was a learning learning curve for us was that moving the fence at night was much faster and easier than it was during yeah, day. we have, you know, we're, we're using electric fence and the meat shaw from Justin Rhodes. I, I whenever, when I see like your setup with the chicken tractors, although they're quite heavy and bulky, mm-hmm. I, I, I'd lucked, I'd, I'd rather use a meat tractor. I'd rather use a chicken tractor and 
just be a lot easier to have them in, in there. I might even wrap our electric fence around that still, but we don't have the space for that. We don't have the space for that. We don't, we need, we, we would need a field to be able to move a tractor in a straight line, you know? Um, yeah, it's not good. Those we don't really have a big hard. yard. So, yeah. So he's asking about time because he's saying people are saying, I don't have the time. So the morning chores, 15 minutes, I'll be done with morning chores. And if we, that would include if let's say 30 minutes, if we were watering the garden or 30 minutes, if I went, you know, sometimes we take turns. If I go do it by myself, it would take me 30 minutes on my own to, you know, do all of that. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Oh, oh, and so the bigger things are saved for the weekend when we do have time, right? So the pigs get moved on the weekend. And I'll tell you, I don't clean the chicken coop out. He does it. I, oh, yeah, I do that once a he week. He does that every every Saturday or every yeah. Sunday. So he does that. And um, it's not for during the week because he just doesn't have the time. So he does it on the weekend. That's but that job takes time. 15 minutes as well. Yeah. It's not a huge job. We so, have 15 chickens. So if it was 100 right. chickens, it'd be a bigger job. Yeah. But I mean, sometimes the, the last couple of weeks have been different because school has been quite stressful and time consuming um, for virtual learning for me lately. But, you know, if we go out there and do it together, you know, pretty quick. Um, and sometimes, you know, he might like to sleep in for a little bit. Not often. Usually I'm the one sleeping a little sometimes bit Sometimes I wake up and she's out yeah, doing all the chores, which is pretty sweet. <laughs> he wakes up and I'm done or vice versa, you know, so. Um, but yeah. your your question was about time and can people do it with regard to people doing things. Yeah. So like we wouldn't we we wouldn't suggest doing wheat birds layers and pigs off the bat, you know. Right. But if you start with one thing one at a time and you and get one it. thing figured out, now you know, the layers are you know they're on autopilot. We know how to take care of them. They're they're easy. The meat birds, you know, they're high intensity, but they're eight weeks and we plan it out and we know what we're doing. We know what we're getting ourselves into now because we've tried them once, and now that we know that we can handle the meat birds and the layers. Well, let's let's throw the thing, pigs in there too, you know, and sort of like food stuff, right? So, you know, we read, we read these books. We didn't just like flip our diet 100%, right? Yeah. Just do one thing at a time. That's all you exactly. can do. Okay. I'm going to cut. That's the main thing that I've, right. I've seen with, with people that don't do well with this is they try and do everything at the same time and yeah. it just gets overwhelming and they just, they, you need to be good at one thing before you move on to the next. Yeah. Like if we bought a farm two years ago, that would have been a bad call <laughs> probably you know what i mean like let's do what we can with what we have and then maybe 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 we might yeah. be able to do something bigger one day i know? mean there are things that we wish that we could do we just don't have the space but um but were you using what with what you have and an acre and a half a little less than that that's that's a lot of animals and that's a lot of food that you guys are getting off of that right so but you know, it's also taking turns right like Right now, we don't have meat birds. We have, you know, I guess the chores are a little bit more right now. Now there's four things to do. There's the pigs to feed, the layers to feed. We kind of, we kind of have like a separate, because we have baby chicks and then the turkeys, right? But there's six turkeys, right? That's not mm -hmm. that much work. But how many meat birds did we have last summer? And 35 round? and 45. 45. So, so listen, um, <laughs> if he, 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 before COVID hit, right, he traveled not a, a lot but like in spurts for work so when he would go he'd be gone for a week sometimes two at a time so if he can leave for work and i can feed 45 meat birds three move pigs. a fence i moved that fence by myself once there might have been tears but i did it <laughs> feed three pigs take care of the layers and myself then anybody can do it right that's impressive <laughs> so so you guys have gotten chickens you guys are eating all your own chickens, all your own pork, and hopefully soon now all your own turkey. 
yeah. for less than about an hour a day on average, and you guys, oh, yeah. you guys Absolutely. enjoy it. Absolutely, right. Yeah. But think about too the tur the chick the meat birds. It's an eight week commitment, and the first couple weeks are simple because they're in a brooder. Okay. The turkeys, okay, we didn't start the turkeys from, we didn't get them as chicks because, you know, Joel says they just like to die before they're five weeks old. So we have a farmer friend who we got them from and he gets them at five weeks and he's, oh, he's nice. a farmer, right? So he added them onto his order for us. And if that's what he does, then that's good for us right now. So um, we got them at five weeks old to get past that. They just want to die phase. And that's we really said next year, before. yeah, next year we'll just maybe try it right try that'll be like our one new thing next maybe, year is to try maybe. those from babies instead of getting them at five weeks right because i've just heard that they're really hard to keep alive for the first five weeks so we cheat oh, that's a little really, bit really smart though. <laughs> especially for someone just getting into turkeys that, that's that's a great great uh I'm just a great different alternative that i never even thought about yeah. yeah we've had them for about a week now we love them They're what does joel winger say like we're not going to get kicked out of the homestead community yeah if you go buy tostitos <laughs> no one's going to kick you out of the homestead community it's okay yeah that's so. that's a good saying well with that i think that's all the time we have for tonight um we want to make sure that everybody goes follows you guys on youtube you guys you guys are putting up a video a week right that's, every that's the plan yeah every sunday and uh how many how many videos are you uh planning so on right doing now, if we start traveling again is it still about a video a week that you're looking at yeah i'll, I'll be putting my, my my goal is a video a week yeah at least and i want to i want to do more but I, I i'm probably gonna need to wait till i get a little more time in my hands for that and he says we i don't make the youtube videos i'm sometimes in them but he's doing all that work that's all him but the same so. thing that goes with uh <laughs> you know i can't do anything unless i get support from my wife right so if you know exactly Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you can so, do it. <laughs> so how do they find you on YouTube? You have YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. YouTube, what, what, how YouTube they, how is just my name, you? Daniel Rizza. Um, I got an Instagram account. It's Rizza.Daniel. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I, I don't think they had my name available. But I, if, yeah. I, if I if they do, I'll change it back. I am on Facebook, but I'm on Facebook less and less now because it's insane. <laughs> um, but I do. I share I share my videos on uh, groups that I find that are relevant there that I think help. And uh, try to engage with folks that way. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll leave a we'll leave a um, links down in the description so people can go find you. So we're really looking uh, forward to seeing what what it turns into. Hopefully, maybe more pigs next year and baby turkeys. That'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for having us on your yeah. uh, on your podcast. I'm looking well, forward. Thank to you very much. And, uh, you yeah. We exactly. We'd like to bring you on at least uh, this time next year, depending on how many how big this gets. How much this takes off and see where you guys are at with the, the more pigs and more turkeys and maybe even a little side pig business which would be awesome maybe yeah well, that'd be, that sounds for, great thank Brian. you for listening to our story <laughs> no it's a great one hopefully it inspires a few people that see this so yeah. with that thank you great. guys very much and uh we'll see you on the next one all right all, all right, right. Take thanks bye-bye